What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 1025 Podcast. This is episode four. I'm Jordan, along with Ashanti and Kristen. And today we're going to be talking about music videos. And music videos are one of the most experimental and ever-evolving genres when it comes to filmmaking. A lot of artists like Michael Jackson and Madonna, they've broke grounds to how artists can create very thought-provoking and imaginative videos that inspire many. So today we're going to split it up in three categories. The music videos that inspired us, the ones that kept us thinking, and then the ones that made us go, what the heck did I just watch? Does anybody want to go first on the music videos that have inspired us? Any? Okay, I, I'll go. All right, okay, Shanti. One, one empowering music video that, like, just from the offset of my, my childhood that inspired me was Lauren Hill's Do Walk or like that thing. I'm sure it's a song both of you guys have listened to. Yeah. But, and it's lyrical content. She kind of um she kind of juxtaposes the expectations that people have, like as black men and black women, also with like the outcomes of having those expectations, I guess. Like even the music video, like the actual um, content of the music video is interesting because she kind of does it like a now and then type of thing. Like the same issues that were happening now are continuing to happen. So that is a very like impactful and inspiring music video to me. Okay, that's amazing. Kristen? One of the ones that inspired me? Yeah. Um, I really liked You Say by Lauren Nagel. I heard it on some award show, and it really just spoke to me. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, I'm a, I'll hear it one day, one day. But uh, <laughs> as far as music videos that have inspired me, there, there were many that have inspired me over the years from a teenager to now. But I think one of the, there were really three of them that kind of, had that impact on me. The first one is from rock, well, pop rock band, Linkin Park, the song Breaking the Habit, just because it kind of has this, it has this really cool art style. If you've ever seen the movie Kill Bill, there's an anime, there's an anime sequence, and it's animated by Shinya Ohira and Kazuto Nakazawa, two very popular anime, you know, directors. And it's really the multiple storylines, how it focuses on, um, different type of people like this depressed teenage girl, a couple who's having a baby and then a drug dealer. And then of course the main uh, lead singer, Chester, who tragically passed away, I believe it was two years ago. And the song was actually written because it was based off of his substance abuse and his, you know, drug addiction, breaking the habit, you know, he was breaking being a drug addict, you know, and then the second one is the mini pretty much Beyonce's visual albums like her self-titled record, Lemonade and Black is King. I feel like each one of those had a very unique and interesting concept behind it. But the one that stood out the most to me was Beyonce's self-titled record because it kind of focused on, this was when she was evolving more into a woman and into a mother and also kind of telling her fans that, yeah, you can embrace your imperfections. You don't have to feel bad about who you are. I just think those concepts and ideas, the reinvention is really good as she's an artist who each album, she reinvented herself in a unique way, whether it was Sasha Fierce, Beyonce on Beyonce, um, Lemonade, where she was more of a rebellious type, and then Black is King, where she is basically a love letter to Africa. 
And I love that. And then just self-love and self-identity is very important for us African-Americans now. And then the one, the last one that inspired me comes from R&B singer The Weeknd. His song, False Alarm, that was on his 2016 album, Starboy, I really love because it's a video that is entirely first person. There's a director named Iliad Nyshuler who directed this music video, and he directed this film called Hardcore Henry. And it was this first, it was basically like a first person shooter game made into a movie where it's literally you're the protagonist. You're basically seeing the entire thing. And I just love the cinematic feel to it as it just, you're basically thrown right into it. You know, it's a bank robbery heist type of film. And yeah, it's really good. Very eerie, dark, and ominous. And yeah, those were the three that inspired me the most. Yeah. And the, the main thing about music videos is that Music videos are created to kind of give you an idea and you keep thinking, you know. For example, uh, This is America by Childish Gambino. Every time you watch that, you are instantly thinking about, wow, this keeps happening, you know. The uh, racial injustices that plague America, as well as like I'm Not Racist by Jordan Lucas, that Congress, it creates a really good conversation piece to the ones who... Um, need help in being educated about the struggles and black plight even not just of african americans of minorities so what were some music videos that kept you thinking what were the ones that every time you watch it you kind of get a new idea and a new perspective from it? um so one of them would definitely be um childish gambinos this is america because from the offset he uses like the caricatures and like the the literal like representations of black people in the past and then like i said before music videos that make those intense connections to the past and like bring it to the future are always going to be impactful because right. that just makes it gives like a well a well-rounded perspective for the audience like mm -hmm. it's problem has been going on for like forever however now i'm going to make a music video about it so you can know about it so I think I think that's one of the most impactful. And the second one is actually Green Days when I come around. Mm -hmm. The lyric content in the song isn't exactly the same. I don't know if you guys have heard it before, have you? I've heard it when I was in eleventh grade. And then I heard another song that I think it was supposed to be based off of the nine eleven attacks from Green Day. I forgot what it's called. I might have to look it up, you know, later on, but yeah. We were watching a lot of Green Day music videos back when I was on 11th grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Billy Joe Armstrong makes some, um, well, Billy Joe Armstrong in like the latter part of his career makes really great critiques about youth America or like yeah. America excellent at that. But during this part of their career, um, it was more so talking about kind of like the cognitive dissonance that teens face and like detached youth, not really filling there. So the music video, like I said, is completely different from the lyrics, but in the music video, you just see everybody's watching each other. Yeah. I guess every watching everybody else. So like the onset of the video, you have him and his band walking down the street and like the guitar riff starts and everything. And then like you see them walk past like a ballet class, I think, and there's a little girl in there. And then at the end of that sequence, the little girl looks up into like the apartment above her and there's a man and there's like, um, he's doing his own thing, I guess. So it's, the cinematography in it is like really interesting. Like it's interesting how they make the transitions. But when I first watched it, I was like, this is kind of weird. It's like fast paced. Mm 
and I'm kind of used to music videos, at least having some sort of a connection to the lyrics. Yeah. But as it, now it's 2020, it, that doesn't really happen all the time. Yeah, so, I like yeah. that. I like that. I'm sorry, yeah. you, I like how with some music videos, it's more than just the artists, you know, just performing, you know what I'm saying? They can create, the director can create their own story with it. And I'm glad that you brought up cinematography because even with the last few, um, the music videos that I were uh, bringing up and even the ones later on, their cinematography has that very unique, very enticing style to it. And I find that very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's really all I had to say was how um, it just kept me thinking about how everyone's always longing for something that somebody else has, yeah. but they don't understand the context of that person's life story. So when I was watching the video, I noticed that the little girl in the ballet class, like they first walked towards, she she was in a very constraining situation, I feel like. I guess even though it had her like in a ballet class, she was like a child, her mom probably put her in there, just right. seeing um, how mechanical it was and her looking up into the window like an old woman. It was an old woman, I'm pretty sure. And then the old woman was looking at her. She was probably longing for the youth that the little girl had, but the little girl was longing for freedom. And we see these like at odd um, longings throughout the entire music video. There's always someone looking to another person longing for what they have. So that kind of helped me um it was very simplistic but that kind of just helped me relate that to myself about how you know what someone else has i might not understand how how you know that affects them or how they got there i guess and to be a little bit more not necessarily grateful for what i have but a little bit less you know um understanding maybe mm -hmm. not really wanting everything i guess Right. I, I understand um, wholeheartedly what you're saying, especially because the thing about it, and then we're going to go on to Kristen later. Well, in a few. I, I like how with music videos, the director gives you something to, to think about, like how you said the little girl and when the band is in the ballet, you know, room. I like how you know, creators, they kind of give you little hints and little bits and pieces of for you to connect the story together, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, what's up? Can, what music video that kept you thinking? Kind of parallel to what Ashanti was saying, there's actually a music video called Papa Ute by Stromae. It's a French music video, and it was actually showing a depiction of an absent father, but instead they used um, robot-like actions to display this. And the whole entire time he was saying, where's my father? Where's my father? Yeah. And that was actually kind of interesting to watch because even the stage performance, they were acting like robots and everything. So that kept... So basically... Um, oh, I, was, I was about to oh. say... That, <laughs> I was about to say, that kept you kind of like thinking like, okay, why is this person like this, you know? What, where did his yeah. father go? You know, why um, is he the one that has an absent father, you know, compared to many other exactly. people in America, you know? Well, in. Because yeah. he would see everyone. Okay, go on. You can go. Because he, he would see everyone else just playing with their own fathers and mothers, and then his would just be a robot. Yeah. 
that's a very complex idea you can kind of dissect the fact that you know a lot of kids in the world and i kind of think of that as um how kids in the world they don't have some of them don't have parents that they can have fun with and you know play and do all that stuff so this robot represents the dead um soul of the person's life like he wish he can you know go bike riding with his dad or play basketball you know with his mom or the other way around you know he wish he can do these things a normal kid would do but he can't because his parent is a machine but even if you look up the history of Stromae, you would also understand this video has a deeper significance because he actually was a kid growing up in Rwanda, and he had to move because of the genocide that was happening in Yeah, with the uh, Hotel Rwanda thing, like the Hutu and the Tutsi, he had to leave from that? Yeah. Okay. And he ended up moving to Belgium. Okay. Um, one of the one of the biggest one of the biggest music videos I believe out of the '90s that made a huge impact on a lot of people, including me, who just watched this like last year, was Pearl Jam's "Jeremy." It's a film that really it's based off the song is based off of a true story about a young kid who actually went into his classroom and shot himself in front of you know the class. I think he was in like ninth grade or something. And, you know, the lead uh, singer, Eddie, he was like, okay, let's make a song about this and let's raise awareness of bullying and mental illness and how you're not supposed, you're not supposed to, you know, bully somebody because you don't really know the mental trauma, the mental hell that people are going through today, you know? And I think it, I think the video really, it also, keeps you thinking and it inspires people as well because it kind of shows you first a whole story that is behind these three minutes you know this kid is bullied um at home his parents not are really listening to him the only person and a cool thing that i also find really cool in the video is that jeremy's the only person who's moving everyone else is depicted as like statues and stuff and they're not really you know, uh, being as human as Jeremy is and Eddie, who is the performer in the um, in the video, but also like how in the in the video when uh, Jeremy's about to shoot himself, you can kind of see on the board it has they were going to be talking about mental illness like anxiety disorder, paranoia, you know, suicidal thoughts, and then it's kind of a coincidence because the, one of uh, her students, because I think the teacher was a woman. Uh, students walked in and literally shot himself and even because i watched the uncensored version and you can actually see him put the gun up to his mouth and pull the trigger of course you're not going to see the aftermath of it but even when i first saw the video i thought he shot the class but it was incredibly different he killed himself and it is i think the video is still relevant today with the you know, school shootings that were happening for the past few years, like Columbine, Sandy Hook, uh, the incident in Florida. So this video really hits home to a lot of people. Yeah, even to make like a um, a general, more general statement about that, I feel even the lyrics in the song kind of, um, kind of showed us that the people around him didn't really notice what was going on. Yeah. And, and 
instances, it's sometimes it's too little too late. Even when you have a curriculum that's based on teaching students how to cope with mental health, sometimes it's just too little too late. The damage has already been done. And yeah. even though you have people that are around him every day, like his mother, I remember like um, she, I think she had an interview in her hometown, like a local newspaper. She mm -hmm. said she really saw his symptoms of depression and anxiety. Yeah. yeah, like she didn't know that he was battling depression. He didn't right. know any of that, you know? And I believe I even saw a YouTube video that uh, one of his classmates, he didn't act, she didn't actually bully him, but one of his classmates actually did an interview when he, they, when she was much older. And she even said to himself, he was very quiet, kept to himself, and didn't really socialize with the class. He was very quiet. And even in the video, uh, he's seen drawing pictures. I think him drawing pictures, that was a way for him to kind of escape the harsh world that he was living in. A lot of people use art as a way to escape any yeah. environment that they're in, whether it's abusive, drugs, you know, bullying. Yeah, or like books or any other form of escapism yeah. really get away from going through. So now we're gonna move on to really the last topic, but we can kind of expand more, you know, later on in the video. And I will provide links for every video that you guys are mentioning in the description. But now we're gonna move on to videos that made us kind of question, what did I just watch? Like, you know how you ever watch something and it's just like, did I really watch that? You know, it kind of just made you feel, it kind of messed you up first when watching it. So what were some videos that made you guys feel like, what the heck? Like, what did I just watch? What was this person thinking? I'll leave the video, can't remember to forget you, by Shakira and Rihanna. Because it was just them bumping and grinding up against the wall, the whole video. And this video is even banned in Russia mm -hmm. because of how weird it is. Yeah. I just didn't get the point of the video. I mean, it's... Or the yodeling sounds. I mean, Kira and Rihanna, two of the most beautiful women in the music industry, it's like, what else y'all going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. My video wasn't really... So you guys remember that part of, like, the early, like the 2010s, like, parodies were, like, a really big thing? Mm -hmm. I feel like in the parodies that I watched, it was just kind of like, oh, what the fuck? Because a parody is a critique of the original music video or somehow relating it to like something completely different to it. That, that's literally what paradising is. But uh, I remember Al Yankovic, like a lot of his videos kind of made me like, what the heck? And I remember my fourth grade teacher, mm -hmm. this parody to a song called Riding Dirty. It was called like White and Dirty. And the whole time I was just like, what? That was my first time like ever like seeing a parody. Like my first it was a literature class and he was explaining to us what paradising was so just seeing um do have you guys ever seen that music video firstly like have you guys ever because it was like really big i've heard you mean of white nerdy yeah dirty. White and it was like yes. dirty. yeah i've yeah. heard of the song ryan dirty that's played in like every barbecue all that but i haven't seen i don't think i've seen the parody that you're talking about mm-hmm but yeah, it was, it was real. it's nothing like really, you know, 
like crazy or anything like that. It was just like extremely goofy. And that was the first time I had ever seen anything like not explicit, but like with a lot of sexual innuendos in there. And I was like able to understand them. So like the whole time I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we've all seen we've all seen mine's last night. It's from it's another first person perspective music video. And it's from this indie rock band called The Prodigy. And it's pronounced Smack My B Up, right? A lot of people say Smack My Bits Up. Uh, other people say female, you know, Smack My Female Dog Up and all that. But I first saw this vi- video, I believe, last year, first semester of last year. And I was seeing how when it was first person, it had this gritty type of uh, cinematography to it. And then the music had this very unnerving type of feel to it. So I watched it and it literally made me go, what in the actual hell was, is this? Like watching it, it makes you go, what was what this person gonna go, what gonna do next? You know, is he gonna kill somebody? Is he gonna rob a bank? Is he gonna do crazy stuff beat up women all that and this video was very controversial to the fact how it depicts um sexual violence and um drugs and you know nudity and all that type of stuff and i just find it very it it was very unsettling when you first watch it and including the reveal that happened in the end which not going to spoil it it really was like a like head explosion type stuff yeah. yeah i feel like it really translated how people are able to go on spirals with like their indulgences as far as like drugs and sex go because like i don't want to spoil it at the end but we were expecting her to be a um a, the typical version of who we expect to do those things you know basically well i already spoiled i already freaking spoiled sorry <laughs> But I was expecting to see someone completely different. And the first thing I got from this video is just that people, any type of person can be addicted to these things, to be addicted mm-hmm. to lifestyle. And, you know, maybe um, she was going to wake up the next day and do it all over again. Maybe the next day, maybe it was the weekend and the next day she was going to go to like a nine to five job or something like that. Because most of this video takes place at night. So I kind of describe this as a typical Friday night for our protagonist. You know what I'm saying? The protagonist is in the shower, you know, gets ready. And then we see the protagonist snort cocaine. And then next thing you know, it's like, okay, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those music videos I find very intriguing. I I like when an artist does something more than just Hey, stand stand on this brick wall, and I'll just record you lip syncing the song. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's different than that. It's more than just let's just performance art. Even though it is performance art, we can add a story to it. We can be experimental with the moving image. So another question I want to ask you guys, because since we basically finished all the topics, is how do you think? like visual art when it comes to our favorite artists will evolve in the next few years. You know what I'm saying? Because artists like Michael Jackson, like I mentioned in the intro, Michael Jackson and Whitney, Whitney Houston and Madonna, they've kind of 
create the skeleton of how we view music videos. You know, Michael Jackson made like high concept, high quality music videos. You know, Madonna was on the very experimental side and Whitney Houston was on the very performance art side. Same with Michael Jackson and Madonna as well. So how do you guys think the visual medium is going to evolve? Well, on the offset, all of these artists were of a new wave movement during the 80s, which you probably already know. And during that time, there's a literal song called Video Killed Radio Star. So I feel like with them like experimenting and doing like all these awesome, fantastical things, that's literally exactly what's about to happen, like sooner or later. And um, we're used to always seeing like bodies, like human bodies in music videos. Yeah. But some point everything's just gonna get like real wavy like there's not even going to be like like um, animated um yeah not even like, animated like just not really having just really experimental not even having like regular human bodies or like objects in there i don't know how to describe it yeah that's the that's the thing that i love most about filmmaking in general is that you can be so experimental through the camera and it's like it it's going to keep people thinking from years to come, you know? So Kristen, what do you think? Like, how do you think this medium is going to evolve in the coming future? Um, I've actually seen some great things from Stramai in his music video, Carmen, where it's literally just all animations and a translation up under the video. Yeah. Where basically it's a Tweety Bird um, snatching someone up in order to um, in order to depict what happens when people use social media. Yeah. And then he has another video. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, I can't find it right now. But it's actually about cancer and he has just the whole figurine or whatever moving across the screen the whole time. It's really creepy. Yeah. Very similar to the the project video that I talked about. It's very trippy. Got a very it has a very psychedelic vibe to it. Like you took drugs, and this is what you're seeing. Like, yeah. Um, another question I want to ask you guys is: Who are some of y'all's favorite uh, visual artists? Like, whether it's music videos, films, you know, paintings. Who are some of y'all's favorite artists that you guys constantly go to and be to consume their art? Well, um, I'm a huge fan of like 80s new wave music. So I'd say like any and Madonna too. When she first came out, her music, her choreography was really awesome. Absolutely. And choreography. So I'd have to say like Janet Jackson, Madonna, um, just all those people from like the 80s and like early 90s music videos. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Madonna, Janet Jackson, all all of them that you just mentioned very they were really good pioneers when it came to evolving and reinvention um well if y'all haven't already noticed jeremiah is one of my favorites and then i really like erica madu's music videos day jack princess nokia and on and on. the on and yes on i love it okay mm -hmm. So I'm going to wrap mine up real quick. My personal favorite music video artist is, of course, uh, like Beyonce, Kanye West, uh, Kendrick Lamar. A lot of these artists, they take their art and then they, they transcend um, what we view as just their 
playing on music. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick can rap about, you know, police brutality and all that. And then his music videos, he can have a lot of biblical imagery and all that. And of course, Kanye, he's well known for his reinvention and, um, you know, the very complex ideas that he conveys in his music and even in his personal life. And of course, we all have to thank, you know, all of our artists to really Michael Jackson, He, as he was the one who really broke black artists into the industry when it came to showing their videos on MTV. Like Thriller, not Thriller, Billy Jean was like the main uh, video that was played on heavy rotation. And they were like, play this, you know, every hour, every minute of every day. And it's still one of my personal favorites. And of course, Thriller is another great music video. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening to me mumble along. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching the 1025 Podcast. I'm Jordan, along with Ashanti and Kristen. We will see you next time. Peace. All right. See ya.